Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda, it's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to the Say What Show. It's October 2nd, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard and Walt Silva. Hi there, Dolly. Dolly? Howdy, Hello. Nancy. Okay, good. good. Yeah. So, hi, Walt. And Walt. Hi, hi Walt. Dolly. How are yeah. you guys? Good, good. You want to say Nancy. hi to everybody? Oh, hi, everybody. I'm Bet, and thank you for inviting me this fine Saturday. Oh, I thank hope you're, you for you're having fun things to do and, and discuss. Well, we've got things to discuss. Did you uh, listen to some? Okay, somebody's got some fan or something in the background. Probably Walt. You're gonna have Not to let me turn that off. Let me turn that off. Hold on. Well, you don't have to turn it off. Just make sure you mute yourself. <laughs> Jeez, oh, what the heck? There's a party going on there. Yeah. Is that better? It's better. Okay. Wow. That was quite an excursion you took. <laughs> so, um, Dolly, how are you doing? Okay. Did you? I'm here. What? What? Go. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I'm very confused right now. Why? Uh, I tried hard. I tried hard, really, to listen to Jan's <laughs> I was just going to ask you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, every once in a while, there would be a the and or. <laughs> I could understand those words. I didn't even know what the subject was until Jan told me in chat. I, uh, seriously. I thought she was talking a foreign language. So I'm reading chat, trying to get into chat. And then Joan started talking like she was from a different planet. So I decided, and then Sam was joining in with Joan on this different planetary language. And so I gave up. I just went and did my tea and and went potty and. And chased a furlock around a little, and <laughs> I gave up. But I know, I know it had to have been good information, and I wish I could have understood it. I thought it was ironic. <clears throat> Excuse me. I thought it was ironic because I I had been reading that very article before I had to do radio stuff. The same one the she same, did. The absolute same one. And, oh my gosh! And I'm reading this thing, and I'm going like, I don't know what I'm reading. <laughs> you guys fill me in. Okay, it's this. It's this um, secret person who sent out. His names. He named himself anonymously Spartacus. Spartacus, and it's a extraordinary i mean you have to have a phd in medicine of some sort to be able to even understand the amount of big words that are in there but for some reason 
when Jan was reading it, I understood it. I understood. It was like, I, I kind of like could understand the basics of what she was saying. And Walter, it was terrible. <laughs> it was awful what this shot's going to do to your body. You know, mm. it's, it, it was just like, are you kidding me? Why? I mean... No wonder nurses who can probably understand what's happening better than we can are saying, I'll give up my sixty, seventy thousand dollar job that I've had for fifty years because I'm not taking that thing. You know, I mean it just it, it the amount of information that was being presented. And this happened last week. I told her she was boring last week because she was given the Arizona numbers. Well, there were, you know, 2,000 that uh, didn't have any signatures on the ballot, and there were, you know, uh, 1,500 that had no signature. What She's going through all of the uh, numbers and numbers and numbers. But I got to tell you, when I it came up in a conversation three times this week for some reason, I remembered not so much the numbers, but boy... Because you had to kind of fight to hear what was being said, I remembered the facts, you know. And so as she was reading this thing, even though I had, I had just gone through a good, well, I apparently didn't get through as much as I thought I did because it was much longer than I thought I had to go. But, um, I mean, it was like, oh, my God, do I, how, you know, but I kept going through it. And, but when she was reading it, somehow or another it made sense to me. I don't know that I could explain to somebody, you know, don't take that shot and because of these reasons, but I bet I could. So the article just listed uh, additional, okay, because we are all super informed of the fact that the this shot is no kind of antidote to anything and it has everything to do with modifying human DNA. So this new article is just providing additional info to it to make it so terrible no this was this was very very um clinical and scientific it started out with the covid itself and what is it and how does it work and what does it do to your body and why is the current standard of care killing people and that if they continue it with these respirators and stuff it's absolute murder because the, the he what he's saying this is my interpretation of what what Jan said when she read it I mean what Jan, what was Jan was reading um, is that there is so much scientific data that the protocol being used is not in any way shape or form helpful to the situation and in fact causes massive problems that there's so much information out there now that anybody that be, was going along with this thing should be brought up on, on charges of murder because it's obviously, you know, not working. And if you pursue doing something that you know is going to kill somebody because it doesn't work, then that's murder. Um, he came, I mean, that was very blatant. You know, I mean, that I got that just reading it. Oh, okay, got it. Well, so uh, that's what Jan said today when she was reading that stuff? Yes. Oh, well, I knew that. Oh, thank goodness. I, I knew what Jan was saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying is that up to up to not. Okay, so all your 
you're reinforcing what we already know. I but, mean, but, but, it, it but, is not it has nothing to do with any virus of any kind, and it's all about modifying the human. And and so far, I haven't heard you say it. Maybe she did say it, but you haven't gotten to that point of the narrative yet. That a lot of the functions of the so-called injection are activated through 5G. From no, everything I've heard so no, far. No, no, that that's right. Well, see, this goes back to. Um, and it was uh, uh, Sophia Sophia Gold, and it was the five G show before the last one with when I was with Mark, and she had the same problem that I have is that there is a tremendous amount of very very good information from very good sources that say viruses don't exist; they are a byproduct of cell death. It's like I've explained this before. But then on the other side, you have people that seemingly do see viruses and and think it's real. So what you're doing is you've got the concept of, well, viruses in the way that they're not, that they're talking, or have we were taught, is not not right. The virus isn't causing anything. However, when you get the the virus in your system, from however way it comes in, these dead particles, that certain things can start to happen. So he was he was much more. Uh, if I only listened to him, I would think, okay, so there is a virus out there. Viruses do do the things, you know. It's the viral concept of medicine, um, and he approached it that way. So instead of people who only understand that that way of getting sick from a virus that you everybody thinks they know because they've been watching all this COVID stuff. Um, that may be true, but I don't know if it is or not. But I do know that if you present it to a medical person in that way, and deal with it on those in in that specific okay, assume the virus is causing the problems. What is the problem that we see? And he goes through and he talks about it's, it's a basically a blood problem. And um, that, at least I think, Jan, correct me in chat if that's not right, but it seems like it's mostly a blood problem that starts up. And, I mean, my God, the things that happen when you get this thing in you, virus, dead skeletal system or something real. But I think, I think, if you were to talk to somebody that understands... 5G, they may get give you, you know, yes, you need 5G to be, to get those symptoms. Those symptoms are the same things. Everything that he's talking about is 5G, but he's not going there. Probably because he doesn't know to go there. Probably because it's too much of a leap even for him. But he can say what's happening to the body, and then give you an uh, explanation that is in quotes accepted by the medical community. Versus, well, yeah, that's one way of looking at it, but if you put in 5G, then you got the same thing, only it's 5G. What are you going to do with that? So, but from a presentation to medical people, you know, the next medical person tells me that, you know, there's no proof of what I'm going to send them that and say, you figure it out. (laughs) Because, you know, it's like, oh my God, there were so many big words in it. But, I mean, I'm impressed. The guy seemed to be knowing what he was, was saying. 
So I can understand you're, you're totally, Dolly, you know, zoning out on that. But it, it, like I say, to me, when, when it's presented the way that Jan presents it, for some reason it sticks in my head a little better than just reading it because of the big words. She's saying the big words. You know, I stop, I look at the big word, I go, what the hell, how do you pronounce that, you know? But she's she's just, I mean, I was so amazed at her pronunciation, I was just like, wow. Well, I was too. I don't know how she said those words, how she figured out how to say those words. Without hesitation. (laughs) Yeah. Big words, big words, Walt. Oh, my God. Um, This relates to the COVID stuff and people, what Jan said, people are being told they... They're fired if they don't get that poison in their system. Russell uh, knows this lady who's a nurse, and she was saying that <clears throat> the hospitals are have gotten really bad, and don't. She was saying, I don't advise people going to hospitals once all of the people who have. Uh, been fired for not taking the poison are gone because the ones who are left are the ones like the priests and the ministers and pastors who don't really give a poop about the person but they like the notoriety and uh, the nurses are understaffed at that point and those who are left are usually well they're turning out to be the ones that just like the money they make doing the nursing uh, job. So uh, he says, just beware if you have to go to the hospital. Just beware because they're they're trying to treat you with things they know will harm you. That's a good way to put it. Uh, So just uh, it goes along with what Jan said. And, and yes, and it goes right into what I want to play. Now, this is 18 minutes, but it's a nurse whistleblower. And she was interviewed by Steve Peters. Her name is Corinne Lund. Um, you can see the promo picture up above. Uh, you'll see those two in the, in the corner. Um, why I'm playing this, I normally wouldn't do this on Say What, but why I'm playing this is because I want to honor this woman. Now, it's only one woman, one hospital. But if she's telling us the truth about what she's seeing, it, it's a warning to everybody that essentially what she said was that the medical establishment is crashed and don't think you can use them for life-saving anything at this point. Um, if you do have to go to the hospital because there's no alternative, you've got to have an advocate with you, somebody that will be with you because it's it's gotten so bad. And so it's 18 minutes. As, you know, The theme of this show is if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. Well, in this case, we didn't do anything wrong. But by God, we have got to show people what was what is being done wrong, and wake people up to the terrifying fact that you know 
the destruction of this society, our medicine, our legal systems is happening at a much faster rate than I would have ever, ever conceived of. I can't believe that they're just pushing this through and, and it doesn't seem like there's any way to stop it. However, well, they're running out of time. That's what that's that's why you're seeing it happen so fast. That they're so in such desperate, dire straits that they're rushing, 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 and that's why they're making mistakes left and right, nonstop. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. And that's why so many things. You're you're one of the persons that I've heard consistently about this or that and how it's blowing up in their face. Why is that? That's what happens when you do things in a rush. Anybody who's ever worked on any kind of project or operation knows that the worst thing you could do, of course, given the circumstances, is rush through anything because that's how you make the most amount of mistakes. <laughs> so It's, um, okay, I, I totally agree with you. It, I mean, I, it, to me, the, the scariest thing happening out there right now is Australia. What they're doing to Australia is just beyond concept. However, I'm going to point out that Australia gave up their guns in 73. Um, we still got the guns. So what they're, what they're running against, the time limit that you're talking about, is can they get enough people vaccinated and essentially on their way to control or death before the rest of us get so angry that we pick up the guns? Um that's what that's what the deadline is you know so that's why this is extremely important for you people to for all of us to hear i've already heard it um like i say it's not going to be easy to listen to <clears throat> but you have to know it and then in the second hour well this is well, we'll probably be back before the second hour comes up but the second hour we're going to talk about um, the Rife machine again, the thing that we've been talking about here and there on a number of shows. I want to really talk about it because I want us to begin to not so much focus on what's happening in that 3D matrix world, but to really begin to understand the full implications of an energy world. And you'll feel better about this at the end of the show if we're doing something right. So I'm going to just put this on now unless you got a question, Walt. Uh, no, thank you. Dolly? No, I'm cool with it. I think I've heard it uh, before. So I and it, what I heard from the whistleblower nurse that I heard was excellent information. Yeah. Real eye-openers. Yeah. But it's Stu Peters. He's a, he's a very well-known uh, personality who would have vetted this woman. She is real. We don't. She's not naming the hospital because she's still got her job, but she knows she's going to lose it. So it's uh, this is a real person, not somebody that. Well, you got when you listen to her, you'll know she's real. Here we go. Eighteen minutes. This is the Stu Peters show, Rumble Studio, where he's interviewing Corinne Lund, and she's a nurse and a whistleblower, and you need to hear what she's saying. It's from September 21st, 2021. Well, we've had a lot of frontline healthcare workers on this show who have told us incredible stories about what they've seen on their own, with their own eyes in their hospitals. Doctors punishing patients for going unmasked or unvaccinated. Vaxxed patients suffering mysterious and deadly medical ailments. 
A lot of these stories have been similar to each other, all of them equally horrific, but today we have an account that's entirely new to us. Corrine Lund is a registered nurse. She says that she has seen things that nobody has reported on, not on this show and not anywhere else. Corrine says that she has personally seen a chain of events that could lead to sedated, unvaccinated patients actually being given COVID vaccines without their consent. Corrine says that the us versus them or the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed posture isn't limited to public discourse, but that those battles are playing out among those charged with your care while you're hospitalized. She says most everything the so-called media is feeding to the public is just blatant lies, and she's here with us now to tell the whole story. Corrine, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you. So I'm just looking uh, for unvarnished truth here. Regardless of how ugly it is, what is going on inside the walls of that hospital? Inside the walls of this hospital, we have uh, patients. We have vaccinated patients and unvaccinated patients. And the other day, I had a situation where I was at the nurse's station, and a nurse came out of a patient room, all flustered, sat down across from me. She had two nurses next to her. They were travel nurses, and our charge nurse on, on the other side of her. And she just started spewing. And, and she, she, this, these are her words. I'm going to repeat what she said. I just came out of my patient's room. My patient is COVID positive, And that mother has not gotten a vaccination. He's unvaccinated. We need to, why are we even spending time giving this guy a room? These who are unvaccinated need to go home and die. Why are we even giving them a room? When they're in the ER and they show up without a vaccine, they need to just go home and die. Why are we taking care of them? Why am I spending time taking care of these these? If you're unvaccinated, you need to go home and die. We are wasting our resources giving them patient rooms when we have patients who are vaccinated, who are trying to take care of themselves, want to be healthy. Give them the room. She went on and on like this. And then she said, these patients who are unvaccinated are spreading the Delta variant. And I'm so sick of them. We need to get rid of these people. And I'm sitting there across from her. Exactly. Thinking this is ugly. This is ugly. Hatred. She she hates this patient. Um, she's mean-spirited. How do you turn that off? How do you turn that off when you go into your patient room? What's going I mean, first of all, I should have had my camera going. Secondly, if she finds out I'm unvaccinated, what's she going to do to me? Is she going to hurt me? And, and then thirdly, what happened to her patient? Was she giving that patient any care? Did she just go in there? Do the, Did she hurt him? Did she pull the, the tape off really slow? To, I mean, what, what's going on in this room? I don't know. And the, the two uh, travel nurses sitting next to her just said, yeah, uh-huh, yep, they're totally agreeing with this. And uh, I've, I've never seen such a, a major division in, in, a, in, a, in a hospital before in my entire life. The, the, it's now the, the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed. And I'm an unvaxxed, and I'm a very limited group of people there. So and, um, we've acknowledged that there is definitely – a confrontation or a war of the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed. And it's appalling to hear what you're saying in a firsthand account. I mean, we have seen Facebook posts by doctors and narcissistic surgeons that want to play God and that have alluded to the fact that they would mistreat a patient, but to actually hear a firsthand account from a nurse at a nurse's station about another nurse using language like that to describe a patient 
who is under their care. That's the first time that we have reported on that. Um, so what about what the media is telling us about the hospitals being full of unvaccinated people? Is that true? No. Our hospital right now, our hospital from day one has been full of patients. Uh, the, I, I work as a cloakful nurse and sometimes I'm the house supervisor, which means I run the whole hospital. I'm in charge of throughput. The other day we were at 165 patients. We had 13 positive COVID patients. Okay. Um, uh, last week when I worked, we only had nine positive COVID patients. Um, vaccinated versus unvaccinated. We've got a lot of vaccinated patients who are coming in with congestive heart failure, with stroke, with heart attack, with deep vein thrombosis. And um, at the beginning of, uh, of this pandemic, those very same patients who had congestive heart failure coming in with shortness of breath, they were being tested positive for COVID. Now that they've got their vaccine, those same patients coming in, shortness of breath, we're calling it congestive heart failure, or we're calling it community-acquired pneumonia. We are no longer calling those very same patients who used to be COVID, we're calling them community-acquired pneumonia. We, we're giving them a whole different um, label, if you would, now that they have their vaccine. Uh, but we use them in the beginning to get our numbers up to make it look like, yeah, we have a problem here. Well, we really didn't. I didn't see anybody dying. Like, I was afraid to go to work, honestly. I thought that it was going to be a, a zombie apocalypse. apocalypse. I thought there's going to be dead people in the in the hallways. But it, it, it would never turned out to be that way. I even had a video of how empty our hospital was. Dr. Ruby calls it the we're... Zen Garden. She says it's like this calm place where you could actually just go and meditate because what the media is telling us is happening here with Pandic panic and pandemonium and overflowing morgues and all of this other stuff uh, is just absolutely not true. It's uh, not true at all. And, you're, and no. you're giving us now a firsthand account of that. You told us something and you mentioned to our producers and in a conversation leading up to this interview that you use an electronic system called Epic. I think a lot of hospitals use Epic. This is a system that allows for healthcare providers to check specific protocols for people that are presenting with specific symptoms. This is used to order medications and to order prescriptions from the pharmacy. This system kind of controls the inner workings of the hospital. You are saying that, this, that, that as a result of this system, you told us that there is a chain of events that could potentially lead to sedated, unvaccinated patients being given the COVID vaccines without their knowledge or consent. How would that happen? Well, how that happens is when you check into the hospital, you're asked, "Are you? did you get the vaccine? That's part of our admission. That's like the, the number two question on that. I'm sure it is. Did you get the vaccine? Okay. And, and uh, you say, yes, I did. And uh, a nurse will say, yes, hit that prompt and it'll go away. If you say, no, I did not get the vaccination, then the nurse has a couple of options. The nurse can say, are you going to get it? Um, and if the, the patient says no, then the, the, the nurse will hit the prompt that says patient is not exempt. And that prompt will automatically trigger Epic to flash a banner every time someone opens that chart that says order the, the COVID shot now or later. And that will, that will pop up every time a person needs to access that chart. Now, just think about that. If you if you happen to get sicker and you are intubated and you are sedated or you're just sick and not feeling well and a nurse comes by and is getting tired of seeing that prompt, finally just hit the yes button, order order the, the COVID shot. 
that shot will, um, when you do that, it'll set a, a series of events going through Epic that will eventually get the pharmacy to send you the COVID vaccine. And again, if you're like, say, for example, you're you're covering a lunch break, that 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 medication comes with all your other patient meds, and you're you just go in there, you're you're absentmindedly working, you're just trying to get this this task done. You 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 load that needle up, you shoot that patient in the arm, boom, it's done. And um, that is a potential problem. And if you're if you're at, in a, in a hospital setting, you're not in your right mind. You're in the worst place you ever want to be. And you, and especially if you have a nurse like the one I just described, right? You're going to do anything and everything to 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 behave, to be good, so that you're not treated bad. And, and well, and a nurse is, who's specifically, explicitly, outwardly saying that an unvaccinated patient should just go home and die, yes, obviously has the motivation to then order a vaccine or a shot for that particular patient should they become sedated or otherwise absolutely. unaware. And then administer yes. that vaccine on their own. I mean, I wouldn't put it past a person who wishes death upon somebody that doesn't politically or ideologically agree with that specific person. I don't put it past them either. I don't either. And that's why I got so uncomfortable. I, I got up and left that nursing station. I found myself a quiet corner. I, I can't be around that person. Um, I know that that person is, uh, has an evil spirit. I mean, very, you can't turn that kind of hatred off. You can't. I mean, Nursing 101, we are supposed to leave our own beliefs at the door and treat everybody with respect. And we are non-judgmental. But today, all bets are off. You're either a vaxxer or you're not. And if you are a vaxxer, you're going to be treated okay. If you're not, then uh, you really need to have a patient advocate go to the hospital with you to question every single thing that happens to you while you're there. And granted, um, that changes from, from week to week. Every time I go to work, there's a whole new set of rules that I have to peruse through my, my email to find. And um, our patient visitation today is you only get one visitor for your whole length of stay. And we do have visitation hours. Of course, our management, our, our, uh, our chief nursing officer, uh, will make exceptions for you. Uh, if, you if, if, if a nurse, if I think that you need to have somebody spend the night with you, I will call her and, and, and fight for you to, to have your, your advocate stay with you. And, and it depends on, you know, what she's thinking and what, where her head is. Sometimes she says yes. Sometimes she says no. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. So um, I've only got so a couple of minutes left here. So I just got to ask you. So everything that the media is telling us is blatantly false. It's a complete and total set of lies. It is. It is a complete. And we are not fool. We, we, are, we are not. We don't have bodies stacked in the morgue. If anything, you know, we tune up our patients with congestive heart failure and community-acquired pneumonia, we send them right back to their adult family homes where everybody is is uh, vaccinated, and they die there. And in fact, the other day, we had uh, patients who were in our morgue that couldn't, could not get picked up because the morticians were busy going out into the community picking up dead bodies that weren't on ice. I mean, th And that, these are presumably the vaccinated people that are out in the public space dying who previously were in being treated for what you would call vaccine injuries. Yes, and and, and, I'm, and I'm, I know for a fact because I'm I work as a house supervisor. Every patient in, adult, in an adult family home here in this area, every every patient in a in a skilled nursing facility is vaccinated, and um, you, you can't get around that. And before we send these patients back, we have to we have to test them for COVID. 
sometimes twice. Are these and, COVID and patients one, being slammed full of remdesivir, put on ventilators, and basically left for dead? Uh, we're, we're seeing that. We are. And um, there's also this new thing. This is also new. I mean, our, our hospital, uh, the, the hospital I work at, marches to the beat of the CDC. And um, this week, if you have COVID and you're on a ventilator and you've been you've been COVID positive for 20 days, then they take off all your isolation. I can walk in there without an N95. I don't know how that is. Um, and if you are uh, a patient who uh, has been exposed to COVID and you're positive and it's been less than 10 days, then you get the remdesivir and the and the uh, dexamethasone. If it's later than uh, 10 days, then you're not going to get it. Are people suffering with kidney issues, renal failure as a result of this remdesivir, like has been reported I'm on this seeing, program? I, I, am, I am seeing patients who are suddenly, they're new onset uh, renal failure, they're getting renal, they're getting acute kidney injury. I am seeing that. And um, the other day, I just had a patient who, uh, a young guy who went into atrial fibrillation. No, never, no reason for it. He was, he had the vaccine, but suddenly he has atrial fibrillation. And that could lead to a clot and that can lead to a stroke. Yeah. Um, so yes, I am seeing things. I'm seeing things. I'm, I'm and I and I feel like an island. I'm, I can see that. Okay, we're having an uptick in this, that, and the other. Why isn't anybody else seeing this? Well, um, they are. They're just covering it up. They're lying. They're in lockstep. They're protecting themselves because they somehow feel like they're not next. Like they're protected from the very machine that in New York right now the National Guard is being called up because of an emergency created by the governor there. And it's just okay. It's normal. Nothing to see here. The military, U.S. Army soldiers are now going to be giving you injections. That's normal. Perfectly normal. Nothing out of line here. Nothing to see. Unbelievable. I know um, that. And they're and they're about to uh, get rid of a few nurses, me included. Uh, yeah, they're going to have me jump through the hoops uh, for my uh, religious exemption, which is a, an essay-style question with limited character use. My manager doesn't even know what's on it. Um, I, I explained to her that it's an essay question. It'll give me some time. Um, I also explained to her that I'm not willing at all to take a, a, an experimental vaccine. And I told her the vaccines that we have available at that hospital are experimental. The only one that has been approved is the community. And she, I sent her the FDA link. She looked it up and told me, oh, yeah, they changed the name. It's got the same mRNA. Oh, good. We're, we're, we're giving you the, uh, the right one. And she, she has no clue. She's clueless. This is our manager. The manager doesn't, she's she's not supporting us. And I, I understand, but they are going to lose a lot of very good nurses. They're going to lose the nurses that had the most. Uh, it's, it's frustrating. It makes me want to cry. Yeah. But I, I, I work from the emergency department all the way up. I've worked on every floor in that hospital. And I like taking care of patients. I'm there. I, I go into these rooms. These COVID positive patients are alone all day, all night. I go in there and I sit next to them. I hold their hand. I hang out with them because I'm not afraid. I know that I'm not going to get sick. I'm not getting a vaccine. I don't get the flu shot. I never get sick. I'm a healthy individual and I take care of people. That's what I was. That's what my intention on this planet is to take care of these people. And I, I do it. And I will do it until uh, the 18th of October when they say, oh, hand in your badge. But, um, and then you'll be replaced by a zombie with a stethoscope. I'll be replaced by a zombie nurse or maybe the National Guard, you know. Um, 
it's really, this is, I, I, I can't believe this is happening. If my dad were alive, he'd say, what? I mean, this is, what is going on? And it's very frustrating. Take an advocate with you. Do not, if you have a nurse that you're uncomfortable with, fire your nurse. You can do that. I'm telling you, if you feel uncomfortable with the nurse that you have, fire that nurse. Because there are nurses out there who hate you. They want you dead. They hate you because you didn't get vaccinated. So, so listen to your gut when you go in there. Take a strong advocate when you go into a hospital. If you break your leg, go to the ER, get out of there. Do your best to take care of yourselves because our healthcare system is completely broken. It's been taken over. I will tell you that right now. It's been taken over. And I, I'm I'm sorry that I have to that I have to leave, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get vaccinated. I'll, I'll jump through their hoops. I know it's going to be a, a moot point. I know they're going to get rid of me. I'm going to do the best I can to take care of all my patients while I can. I, and then I'm going to hunker down. Karine Lund, that, God bless you for coming forward and for for doing what you do. I mean, you, you have a genuine love for your patients. And it's I cannot believe that we're having this conversation in the United States of America in 2021. It's I can't either. And uh I'm Stu, out of time. thanks for having me, and uh, and, and just just tell your just tell everybody you got to you got to have an advocate with you. You just told them, and I agree. God bless you, Corinne Lund. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. So, Dolly, was that the one that you had heard? No, that was a completely different one. Wow, this lady even uh, see the other. The other lady said she didn't give an example of that one bitch who hated her patients. Uh, but she, I forgot, I can't think what she gave the example of, but it was basically the same stuff. Do not go to a hospital, even if you're dying. <laughs> If you're sick and you don't have an advocate with you 24 hours a day, you're at the mercy of whatever walks in that room. And they do tend to keep uh, the patients as isolated as they can so they can do whatever they want with them. Another thing was, uh, Russell found out from another person, if you go in for, uh, and I think Infinite said this, if you go in under anesthetic, they will have had you sign a paper, and if you didn't want it, you're thinking, oh, this paper pr- protects me. They, I won't get the COVID while I'm under. Well, they word it in such a way that that's what you think it says, but it actually gives them permission and you get the COVID shot when you're under. It, it It's horrible the way that they are uh, manipulating words and you end up in a position that you absolutely do not want to be in and you have said it. But so, that... Uh, uh, so I'm sorry, Dolly. I just need to ask this question, and please, both you and Nancy, uh, give me an answer to my question. That type of manipulation, where someone is vaccinated against their will and unbeknownst to them, 
that cannot be successful because they're even they're violating their own rules of engagement where a person has to be told what's happening to them and they're not doing that. So that vaccination is not going to be successful in uh, taking out that person. Uh, in my in my it's my perception it's not going to be like for like like a Dali's neighbor who has absolutely zero uh, symptoms to being vaccinated. I don't know if she got vaccinated twice, uh, but uh, someone like that, where it's being done against their will, uh, that cannot be successful because they they are violating uh, that, those rules of engagement. I don't know this. Are you, talking, are you talking about in a spiritual sense or in a 3D sense? Well, I, I think in the 3D sense, uh, that person is not going to be um, impacted negatively by this injection, whatever they get. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. However, I wouldn't want to take a chance. Oh, <laughs> yeah, really? Of course. <laughs> yeah, you know, of course. But... You know, <laughs> I'm totally this with is, you. This is, this is the one of the reasons why they are failing from the get-go if the, if you're doing things like this if you need to rely on this uh, uh, lying and cheating and, and, and injecting a person when they're out when they're unconscious you're not going to succeed I'm sorry I mean the, like you you saw I don't know if you saw my comment in the chat that the, I guess the, the, their uh, transhuman agenda is uh, successful on some points where that particular nurse has had her humanity removed from her because that's not the attitude of a nurse. The attitude of a nurse is to care and be concerned for a patient. Here she's more concerned about a status. I, the I of, went of there too. I, the first time I heard it, boy, I jumped right on that. That, wow, you know, we've been getting reports. What he's referencing is that from the very initial uh, procedure of giving people shots, they were going to healers, and the healers were detecting a detachment between the soul, if you will, the higher spirit, and the lower 3D body. And it wasn't, it, I mean, I don't think that they were talking to one another because it was like it happened all within a few days that a number of healers came out and said that that's what they were perceiving. But now, when I heard that, I went, oh my God, that's, what you get when you detach the soul from the body. You get these very hateful, uh, crazy people. Is that what you, you, you're referencing, right, Walt? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not the attitude to be had by someone whose job is to care for a sick person. She's more, more concerned about uh, the bureaucracy of it I mean, where is your evidence that there is even uh, uh, an epidemic to in real, you know, even you you hear what she's saying is that the hospitals were empty. I mean, so so where is this epidemic that it's this, the, you know, decimating the population? There is no such. A, I mean, the numbers are even less than if there were a few, uh, for example, in the years where we everybody got, would get the flu. Even then, the numbers are less than that. So where is your evidence to support that everyone needs to be vaccinated? Where? Where? Okay. Where is the need? I mean, and here she's she's uh, verifying it that people that got vaccinated later on came down with serious conditions, but they but they stayed away from saying. So there there is the proof positive that I, 
thing may not say may not want to say it, but it can be seen by anyone who's got eyes on their face that these people have been made sick by the uh, the shot that they got. Well, no, that's not provable because these people probably had preconditions to begin with right now. I'm not saying that the shot didn't contribute to it, okay? But what's what we're and that we have to be careful of that, you know, because the other side is going to jump all over us, you know. No, the, 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 that's actually a proof positive of what Jennifer Daniels said to me back in 2020, in when this thing was just beginning, and she said, "You're going to see that there's going to be a fall off of deaths from the normal." things that cause deaths. And she said, now she was pointing to the fact that because what's happening is that people are afraid to get the medication because then they have to be in a drugstore and they don't have the money. And so she said, they're also not going to the doctors. This was when the whole thing was really crazy, you know. She said, they're not going to the doctors either. So what's going to happen is that a lot of people are going to survive because they never were under the doctor's care. They weren't taking the medication, the pharmaceuticals that are making them get the symptoms that make them sick. So she had said that from the standpoint of not that they would take every case and make it a COVID case. But she said, you're going to see a drop in, you know, cardiac problems and kidney problems and all these other things because they're not taking the pharmaceuticals. So knowing that and thinking, okay, so you got somebody coming in now and they're they're starting to get a lot of people coming in for things that, you know, really are different than COVID. I'm wondering, is it because in fact the COVID is doing it because they're not on the drugs? So the the data is skewed. We're not really sure what's happening. But what we can look at is the percentage of deaths per population for the last decade has remained right around 19%. Because the population gets more, you know, more people have to die. But about 19%. Well, that's true for 2020 and it's true for 21. I think it's even less for 2020. So you go, okay, so in you know, how many people were, like, dying in 2019? You know, oh, about 600,000 people. Uh, how many people are died of COVID in 2020? Uh, 600,000 people. How many flu cases were there? None. How many cemeteries did we have to build to put the people in? None. I mean, it goes on and on. It's so blatantly stupid that anybody would believe this. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, boys and girls, please. Dolly. Yes, I want to finish. Um, when I was in the hospital the last time, Annette has stayed with me every time I've been in the hospital, all night, all day. Annette has been with me 24-7 in the hospital. And the nurses encouraged it. Well, I had a nurse who didn't particularly care for me this last time. And she made it very evident 
so uh we had asked Annette had gone to the nurse's station and asked for a different nurse and then the the nurse said uh you can't stay here tonight the one that didn't like me and Annette said what do you mean I can't stay here no one ever has said I can't stay here with her at night she said well you can't do it tonight she said you want to bet on that lady so um, long story short our neighbor right next door works at the hospital in uh, well he's an important person in the hospital he called the head of security head of security showed up in my room and said what's going on and so I started to tell him and then Nett came back in the room because she was out yelling at people and uh she explained to the head of security he said oh not to worry ma'am and the next thing i heard was one of the nurses at the nurses station say oh my god it's the head of security at our station who did what <laughs> well anyway I was going to, or Nett was going to get to stay with me that night, but the doctor decided, yeah, he'd go ahead and uh, let me come home because I was throwing a fit. I want to go home. So, but that showed me firsthand and Annette, have somebody with you, y'all, because you can't trust anybody these days. Especially if you are ailing in a hospital and you don't know what the hell's going on three quarters of the time, like I didn't. So please take care of yourselves, protect yourself. Well, as long as you're not vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, you're going to um, be with some nurses that don't give a shit, that are maybe less experienced certainly more compassion less compassionate you know so the people that are being that you're going to confront in the hospital the vast majority of them are probably okay good people but i wouldn't they change ships. i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't bet on it there's more in of the, the bad ones the that night, are going to they change ships yep there's more there's, you don't know who you're going to get there's there's more bad ones Per population, <laughs> let's put it that yes. way. The good ones are, are, are they, they're being forced out. So you don't even have the exemplary, you know, person around who is a good person who would never do something that they thought was wrong. You know, that they're very, you know, ethically strong people. They're not there to even give these other ones courage or show them where they should be. It's really, I mean, I used to kid that my doctor was the coroner, but my doctor is the coroner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm too old to die. I've said, I, I'm so old, I, I can't die young. So, you know, that's where I'm at. My head is at. It's like, I'm out today. I had to go to our neighborhood thingy. Oh, I got to tell you about that. But are we are we sort of Walt is there anything else? I agree with you Walt that 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 you know there's no contract here if you're knocked out and somebody gives you the shot. There's no contract. 
And um, it, even worse because the person, when they're awake, obviously, they are consciously choosing to stay away from the injection. So not only are you doing it without their consent, you're going against their will. So that right there, that uh, if we if we're going to go into the field of contracts and binding contracts, okay, that's a serious problem there. I don't think that contract is going to benefit the wrongdoers because it's being done con contrary to this person's will. It's not like the person couldn't care less if they're vaccinated or not. And oh, okay, it's their loss. They didn't. No, they are actively choosing not to be vaccinated. And you're doing it against their will, and, and, taking and, advantage of the fact that they're unconscious. And this <laughs> against their will thing, okay? One of, one of the reasons that the international lawyers fighting for to put the courts up for crimes against humanity um, are telling people is that one of the ways to bring down the medical establishment is to join in, um, what do they call them? joint oh, what do they call that when you all come together and you do it to you you fight together class action lawsuit? class action thank you Walt. so there's mm -hmm. any of the uh, suits that they're actually bringing before different countries uh, court systems are based on that concept because they're, they're, the the people out there do have a way of suing these manufacturers. And that is that the law, these are legal people talking, the law stipulates that somebody giving you a vaccination with good intentions and it doesn't turn out right, you shouldn't have to, you, can, you shouldn't be able to sue them. However, it does not say that if you knowingly do this, then you're still being protected. And they can prove that they knowingly did this. So those records that, you know, the, the computer that comes in and says, you know, do you want this shot? Do you want this shot? Do you want this shot? You know, everybody who's been in this situation, you might want to pull your own medical records and see if they gave you the damn shot. Because it will tell you who it was that ordered that shot. And if you see that, you've got the murderer. Whether that whether whether you die from it or not, it's attempted murder. Because you didn't have the consent of the person who you did that to, so I mean the lawsuits that are going to fall off uh, out of this when, you know, the dark side finally does whatever they're going to do, which is hopefully leave the stage without much more to do. But I bet they're going to try every trick in the book. Well, like Infinite said, uh, when you if you have to be in the hospital or if you have to go under anesthetic for uh, outpatient, on the paperwork itself that you have to sign, because you have to sign paperwork, write in your own handwriting, I refuse to have the COVID, whatever they call it. Just write it on there. And uh, if they don't throw that paper away, you should be covered there, too. Yeah. I agree, Infinite. I agree completely. Yep. Or 
<laughs> don't sign anything. But if you don't sign anything, they can't even begin. Because I remember when I had to have a, it was an emergency thing, and they had me sign something. I was so out of it that I don't. I can remember attempting to sign my name, but I don't even know if I'd signed my name before I was knocked out and waking up in the room, you know, my room. So it's like these 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 legal papers, you know, I don't know if I signed it or not, but <laughs> it's like if you don't sign them, so I think you're right, that infinity is right, is that, you know, just put across... And, it, but and it, that's the one who signed to my paper. She is my POA. Uh, she's everything. She's got control of everything in my life. So she is my advocate. Please take somebody with you who likes you, (laughs) (laughs) preferably loves you, so that they can be conscious when you're busy flying around the room because you're seeing butterflies over there and flying turtles over there and if you're in a hospital situation you're not feeling so good you need an advocate well you know I, I thought about that and I'm thinking you know these people that are leaving nursing because they can't possibly have that shot maybe they should get together and have an advocate's business you need an advocate, you call those people. Oh, my gosh, that's a good idea. Where can you put that? that they'll see it. I don't people know. People will see it. If anybody knows nurses in that situation, you know. Actually, um, Michael, let's just say Michael's sister is going to come see me on the radio. And um, she's in, in a situation where she might have to leave her, her place. Um, I'll mention it to her. Yeah, or Tucker. There's always Tucker. You always want me on Tucker, and I am not going on Tucker. I would go on Tucker before I would go on any of the other shows. Yeah. Tucker treats people. That's the difference between them, is Tucker treats people with respect. Yeah. You know, I mean, he always waits for them to say thank you, you know, whereas Uh Hannity and Ingram, and she's the worst. Ah, I'm done talking. Goes off. I mean, she's very rude. That's what I, I haven't know. watched her in a long time. Well, I, I normally don't, but I watched her the other night. Oh, I don't even watch Hannity anymore. No, I don't watch him either. But I, I don't want to miss Tucker because he gets off on. Well, last week was it this show or Cosmic Reality where we played the, you know, the COVID church thing? <laughs> I think it was last week. I think it might have been Tuesday. Oh, was it, it was last week. It was this last Saturday. Oh yes, that's right. Yep. I did the promo for it. Yep, you're right. Yep, you're right. So, um, you guys want to have a you want a four minute disturbance, or do you want Elvis as I can dream at three minutes, or do you want Annie's You Fell for the Flu? Two minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. Well, I like all three of them. <laughs> I don't care. All right, so Walt, 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 Walt probably doesn't like any of them, but Walt, we're going to let you choose. No, not me. I don't care. I, I couldn't care less. So You couldn't care less. Go right ahead. Go right ahead, Chief. Well, then you... do uh, disturbance. <laughs> okay. 
Disturbance it it is. It gets us going for the next hour. Yeah. Wakes everybody up. All right, here we go. And welcome back to the Say What Show, October 2nd, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard and Walt Silva. Dolly, you back? Walt, are you back? I'm back. Yes, I couldn't get to the unmute button, yes. Okay. Uh, either of you have um, something you want to talk about or mention or comment on? Well, Annette and I were having a discussion today because she was wanting me to go to the doctor. Cause, and, and I told her, no, I don't want to because it would just be a big-ass argument. And I, he'd want me to go to the hospital immediately. I wouldn't want to go to the hospital. We'd have a big fight. And and then I'd end up even more exhausted than I am now. And so uh, I looked at her. I said, Annette, remember, we agreed I'm going to die at home. And, and she smiled and said, yes, I remember. I want you to. But it, sometimes when people get in a kind of a, a sticky situation like I did, your family wants you to go to the hospital, but they're thinking of hospitals in their mind because they're scared of what's going on with you. They're, they think they can help her. They can help her at the hospital. Well, they can kill me at the hospital and I can live at home. Just, oh, please, people. I, I'm so concerned about y'all. Uh, just please. Uh, well, they thought I had, I, guess i better tell you we think i had a stroke again a couple days ago and i'm still having symptoms but i can handle this at home i am not going to the hospital so if you have to get get strong with your people who are saying you should go to the hospital and you know that you can work through whatever situation it is. If you're sitting there with your neck half cut, yeah, I might suggest going to the hospital. <laughs> use your use your judgment, but do whatever you can to stay out of a hospital. Because I love you. I'm done. Well, I'm just going to point out that it's not every hospital. You know, <clears throat> but you don't know. So that's why when you walk into this these situations, you could have a wonderful staff. Everything goes fine. It's not to say they're all like that. It's to say that there are nurses reporting that some are, and to be aware of that. I don't want you to not go to the hospital because you're afraid you're going to die, although I will point out that uh, hospitals kill more people than any other thing does that's been known for a very long time and um even before this this pandemic thing whatever procedure you go for aren't you supposed to sign a document uh you know exempting the doctor of any of any wrongdoing isn't that the usual procedure? No matter if it's an ingrown toenail, you sign a paper. Or, so that's why that no doctors goes to jail. I mean, they kill people left and right, and they never go to jail. Only if they follow the standard 
protocol. Yeah, of course. You know, if you're, you know, and I don't know enough about the legality of it because there is a um, a website. I think it's, I believe it is myfreedoctors.com, maybe org or .net, but probably .com. And you can find that by researching Sophia Gold. Uh, she's a doctor, and I believe it's. Um, Oh, gee, I'd be I'd be wrong. I'm not sure of what the group is that she's affiliated with, but I did a, a radio 5G a couple of weeks ago on her. Actually, the one I did with Mark was on with Sophia Gold, and uh, so that was two weeks ago. She, this particular group is that my free doctor thing. They actually have lawyers working with them. So if you're in the hospital and they do. They want to give you the, you know, the respiratory treatment that they do with the respi- re- respirator. Is that what it is? And the um, rimidacine. Is that what it is? That procedure and probably something else. And they will not give you hydrochloroquine and ivermectin. There is a legal group there that will get involved and force the hospital to give you the correct treatment. Now that's specifically for the the COVID protocol that's killing so many people. So that is something that you can. I'm sorry, I'm not more explicit, but I think it's myfreedoctors.com. But Sophia Gold is the person, Doctor Gold. And two weeks ago, Radio 5G, you can find the information. So I'm not sure what all the legal things are, Walt. To be honest with you, but. Obviously, if you're playing the game and somebody comes in and they've been positive for COVID, then you put them on the COVID protocol that's proving to turn out to kill everybody. Now, if they Mm -hmm. get to a point where they can say, you knowingly were killing everybody because everybody you put it on died. And yet the statistics, this, this absolutely shocked me. The statistics for a person who does not have any COVIDity, and getting COVID and doing absolutely nothing is 98%. Well, you know, the flu's mm-hmm. probably got more morbidity mobi- than that. So, you know, before you think that COVID is a, is a... 98% of the people that get it, they get sick. Some of them only minorly and some of them pretty violently. And yes, it can kill you if you've got problems to begin with. But that's the same with the flu. We never locked down the world for the flu. Flu kills more kids than it than this thing does. Whatever it turns out to be. <laughs> it's just insanity. <laughs> I wanna I wanna clarify. I'm not telling you don't go to the hospital. I'm not gonna say that. The way I'm gonna say it is if you feel you must, take a good advocate with you who will stick with you through thick and thin. Probably somebody not paid by the AMA. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, that was, like I say, I think it's very, very important that people at least be aware that you know well you know because I think that the people that have gotten themselves into this insanity 
it's because they didn't trust themselves. They trusted other people. Don't trust other people. Something doesn't feel right. You know. Know that it does. It's not. Might not feel right because it might not be right. Just don't think. Oh, well, I'm, also, I'm paranoid. Pay attention to something. Also, pay attention to something else. When they're offering to pay you and to give you vacations and to give you the craziest things just to get injected, you have to start smelling, knowing how medicine in this particular country, how expensive it is. If you don't have insurance to cover any everything, it's impossible to get your foot in the door because everything is so incredibly expensive. Think about it. Okay, what are, what are they getting out of injecting all these people? Because they keep offering all the, you know, like uh, uh, buying sprees, uh, the uh, what do you call it, boats, uh, cruises. Uh, well, they gotta be making, they gotta be gaining something from getting all these. So think about it. That if, if if it's so good, maybe it's not. It's really not that good. If it's too good to be true, probably it's not that good. So you think along those, think that around those terms. I mean, they, they, they're, gee, Walt, they're maybe they you. could get a donut a day for the rest of their lives. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That really is going to work. <laughs> well, because that didn't work, they, uh, you know, now they're taking people's jobs away from them. And pretty soon your bank accounts will be all frozen, you know, you vile and dirty people that don't get the vaccination. <laughs> Thankfully, there's more of us than there are of them. Yeah. You know, and that's why they're panicky well if if the uh this humanized population because it's it seems uh people and i'm noticing the conversation in the chat and people are saying that uh, for example australia is one case where the the vaccinated are acting in violent ways they're not acting uh in, in a humane way they're on the contrary they're acting very violent and you know hostile so are they going if you if you are hoping to take control of the vaccinated population aren't they going to turn on you since they're they're behaving in such irrational ways i mean they never th thought this through did they i mean that's why things are blowing up in their face the re the <clears throat> the fear i have is that um we don't really have a full comprehension of the nanotech they may have put into people. You know, I think that probably it, the the vaccinations are separated from the 5G because the 5G in and of itself could kill everybody. But I'm very suspicious of it. So I remember a time down here, and I'm talking about decades ago, where a small pocket of Miami suddenly came down with a flu suddenly came down with a flu small pocket and i asked about i asked the spirits about it i said what what's this about because it was my area not where i live but where i worked and i asked the guides about it and they said oh it's frequency so at that time and i'm talking it had to probably been at least 15 years ago I suspect that they were already testing out 
you know, changes in frequencies, and why would it be that particular area? Well, that area is right next to Miami's International Airport with huge antenna and radar systems. And all you need to do is to, and, and because it was so, it was so limited, it was like these boundaries were the boundaries. And it wasn't, it was blocks, it wasn't miles. And you could focus in on, on one area and put in a frequency that would give everybody the symptoms of flu. And so I've been watching for this for since then. I thought, well, let's see if I see this more. And so I believe that they already had the ability to give people symptoms of flu, which is the same symptoms you got of COVID. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't know where the limitation is going to be on how much control they actually can can exhibit but it goes back to that concept if it's if it's if it is like there a lot of people are talking the beginning of of um, transhumanism and you're really starting to rebuild the human body from the cells instead of you know Borg technology that seemed to be on the outside going in um, who knows what they what they could program you with but the concept of the soul detaching that your soul can't communicate with the person anymore and you know I've I've believed for a very long time that there could be people who are just lower soul kind of people lower body people that you talk about all the time Walt that there is mm -hmm. no connecting point you think do you think a, 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 a person not attached to a soul the lower body that can you know, act like the person you think it is three days before they die or even more, you know, and well, you, can they live the, a lifetime like that? Well, look about, uh, I, I know I'm, uh, I hope it's not too painful a memory, but we've discussed in the past. Uh, it happened to Dolly. She witnessed the change in Stan before and after. His eyes were completely different. Stan wasn't there, and his, the body was functioning, and she was able to talk to him, but he wasn't there. And I remember asking Dolly, and she says, oh, yeah, the, the eyes were different. Yeah, they were so, milky, and they weren't his eyes. They weren't him. He, he wasn't him. It was scary. Hmm? I mean, can't, haven't you all seen people or met people that just seemed like they weren't there. Nobody was home. Yeah. You know, they talked he, and they not walked. So much, not, not so much here in Minnesota, but in New York, I was used to it because there are so many crazy people there that uh, it's it's a common thing where you, it's like you knock on the door, but there's nobody home. Yeah. They're going through the movements, but, but there's nobody there. Creepy. Maybe that's why they had yeah. all those zombie movies. Yeah. I guess that's the message that they kept sending. Mm -hmm. To me, it, it never. <laughs> it's funny. I found them laughable because it never made. They never made sense to me. In order, in order for the body to be dead, the cells need a, a certain, you know, the electrical capacity, and they have to be able to operate. So, how are they moving their muscles? How are they doing anything at all if they're dead? 
the cells can't do anything. They were not going to respond to any electrical impulses, right? So the entire concept was so laughable. Those movies <laughs> didn't scare me. I just found them so ridiculous. I guess I. Oh, you're I talking about the, the zombies? I thought I was. I, yeah. I, my mind went to the street people in New York. <laughs> <laughs> A little confusion on my part. Thank you. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh my God. So. Um, Unlike, for example, they always need to eat what? You're dead. So your body's not requesting any nourishment. Why Why do you need to eat anybody? Their brains are otherwise. <laughs> so the whole the whole concept is more laughable to me than anything else. But, you know, there are people that go for it. And seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> the, on, the only one that was actually enjoyable, and, I, and it was, I think it was well done, uh, it was like a romantic comedy, and it was called Warm Bodies. And the the what do you call it? The um, script was a little bit different, where the living dead weren't actually dead. They were they were uh, and they weren't they were they had been originally affected by a, a viral agent. But it, it left them in, a, in in this state of semi-operation, but they're not actually dead. They're actually functioning. So the key to them being healed was if, if, they, if they can get into an emotional state, like showing concern for someone, uh, and the heart would start beating and they would wake up. They would wake up and get out of that, of that living dead state. So that's why the movie is called Warm Bodies. Because once these living dead started waking up and they started feeling having feelings again, they started acting like normal people. So that was it was an interesting twist on an old on an old theme, you know. <laughs> that is interesting. Huh. The heart, emotion, we can change everything. Just by following our hearts. Okay, so um are you ready to talk about the rife machine? Uh, sure. I ask if I can answer your questions. Yes, because uh, myself and other people have, you know, been wondering about it. So I'm putting mm -hmm. up here on uh, I'm putting the promo back up so that you guys can click on that, and when you click on it, it goes opens up in a new window, and you'll be able to. You did that, I'm assuming, Walt. So you'll yep. see. I've, I've numbered them one, two, three, four, five, so that it, you know instead of. It would be easier just to see it, right? Okay, mm -hmm. so what we're talking about, I'm going to give it a, a, a real simple thing. Rife figured out that you could use energy to kill pathogens in the body. He was very successful at it. It stopped. And it was, uh, can I stop you for a second? Sure. So I can, I can, I just want to make an addition. It, and it came about, as we would say, in the 3D way, serendipity, which we know from the higher dimensional thing is a synchronicity. How the when your guides or your posse guides you to in a certain direction for you to find something, because he was looking for something else. He he wasn't looking to attack pathogens with energy. Far. Be it. I mean, he, his focus was detection and analysis. So, think about it. In the, in those days, that you could not see a living virus because they are so tiny. 
And if, if you use an electron microscope, the very nature of the microscope kills the virus. So, but his interest was, okay, how do I see it living? So he achieved that by isolating frequencies of light because he found that these microorganisms under certain frequencies of light, they would become luminous and that allowed him to detect them and allowed him to see them in action. That's when he was took it one step further because if he could see them with certain frequencies, what happens if I irradiate them with such a frequency? That's how he found out the resonant, each organism had its own resonant frequency. And when given that resonant frequency, they became so saturated with energy that they died. That's, that's how, you know, how the, the sequence of steps. So uh, being able to attack these pathogens with a, with the frequency was a consequence of him looking for something else. He was looking to be able to detect them and see them in action. And that's one thing led to another. That's how he found out that he could, he was able to attack these pathogens. And the beauty of the, of the system is that you're tag targeting just the pathogen and nothing else. So no other, none of your body cells, white blood cells, whatever cells are in the body, not, they're not being they're not being affected because that's not their frequency, which is the way real medicine should be, right? You know, uh, affect the condition, not the person. <laughs> Thank you for that. I didn't realize that. I, that, that you know, I mean, it just it is that the way that there's no coincidence. He was led to that, you know, but not yep, not looking yep. for it. Amazing. Um. So anyway. Now, decades later, 100 years is almost, 90 years, uh, people have developed the mechanism to get the same results with the new electronics compared to the uh, cathode tubes that he was using type of thing. So it's, uh, you know, modern technology bringing the rife technology to, to your home. All right, so Walt, I'm going to turn it over to you because just try to use that one, that first picture, and kind of step us through what we're, what we're looking at there. And that first picture is the cheapest version that they have at about three forty-five, yes. and it's that's called. That's the one I bought. That's the one you bought. Spooky Two mm -hmm. Portable Starter Kit. Okay, so mm -hmm. how does this thing work? How would you put this together to be able to do something with it? Okay, uh, first off, the uh, the RIFE technology was based on frequencies. So when you look at this and you say, okay, where is the frequency coming from? Is it coming from this blue box on the upper left-hand corner? Yes and no, that, that box, the job is to translate the data that the computer will give it into a useful frequency because the actual frequencies you're going to be using uh, is in the software that they give you, it's part of whichever whichever package you buy, you download for free the Spooky2 software. And right now the, the software has, I counted them, 18 different libraries of frequencies. And these are libraries that have been compiled over time by 
There's a Russian library. There's a library from a fellow who developed freak, all the frequencies, like all the uh, essential, all the essential oils, all the herbs. All, all for all those things, there are actually frequencies. There are frequencies for DNA, for uh, all the different frequencies for uh, making DNA changes or just. I was mentioning to you how, for this COVID-19 thing. There is at least that I counted eight or nine presets. Presets are, it's, it's, um, how can I explain this? Because the device, the way they designed it, allows for interacting with it on different levels, you know, a different way of either through light or through touch or remotely through a quantum entanglement. It, it has uh, specific presets. Okay, I have this frequency. Does that mean that there's one universal way to apply it? No, because if I'm, I'm going to apply this frequency remotely using someone's fingernail, obviously I'm I have to present that frequency in a different from the way that I would present it if I'm going to use contact pads or if I'm going to use a Phanatron tube, or if I'm going to use an Argon tube. So depending how this, the device is going to interact with the person, with the subject, uh, the fr frequency needs to have an adjustment depending how it's going to be given to the subject. So those settings are, are saved in what, in, so instead of you going through changing every single parameter to make the device work, they saved you a lot of grief because they pre-made those settings. So if you're going to be uh, interacting with this remotely, we, you, here's a list of all the remote settings, and here's a list of all the contact settings. And if you're going to use a cold laser, okay, here's a list for that. Um, because there's, uh, like I said, there's different presets for the way a frequency is, uh, if a frequency is going to be dedicated to, for example, Morgellons, uh, it's uh, uses a, what's called a killing setting because you're you're going to be killing what that thing is. There's a there is another preset which is meant for healing. So if you're going to be healing a condition, you're going to be using different settings. So that way the device gets uh, gets the necessary adjustments for whichever settings you're going to use. So, but, Russell, mm -hmm. Walt, can mm -hmm. I interrupt you a minute? Please. Do, when you buy this number one, is it duplicate? Are there duplicate things in it, or is that the whole kit with the duplicate stuff I'm seeing? Uh, duplicate and what? Let, well, let's, like, do a, let's do a quick description. Okay, if you look at the top on the left-hand side, that corner, that's called a generator. That little box there uh, receives a signal through a USB cable from the computer with the information that the box has to produce. So once this box talks to the computer, it knows and, and, and knows, okay, Dolly wants these frequencies, and I'm going to run each one for so much time. And, and all the other parameters. And all you have to do is just sit and wait for the thing to do its to do the sequence and be done with it. So that's the job of the generator to generate 
the necessary signals that you want. If we go to the right, now you see those two shiny cylinders. What it is, is those are uh, handles because this, this um, they also include the library of frequencies of all the Holoclerk uh, documented, all the frequencies for killing pathogens that she isolated. So the machine allows you for like zapper type uh, interaction. So where the zapper requires you to be grabbing onto the uh, conductive, and in this case, it's a shiny metal because it's conductive. Uh, you hold onto uh, the candles, one with each hand, and the signal is going from hand to hand. Uh, the next device, it's not a, an actual machine. It, what it is, it's like a little panel that uh, blends together the two channels and the, and the generator. The generator has channel one and channel two. And this little thing is like a little panel that you plug onto the generator and it, it makes one big giant channel out of those two other little channels. So this device is used for remote, for uh, interacting, for getting the frequencies that you want, but instead of you being in direct contact with the device, you're using a piece of your DNA, either uh, a, a hair, uh, what do you call it, a fingernail, uh, a hair bulb, you know, you're using DNA to interact with the device, so you're not physically touching it. So uh, you're going to get zapped? No, you're not going to get, you're not going to feel anything because oh. your fingernails are the ones getting, uh, right now my machine. Is oh, getting, you uh, don't uh, connect it to yourself. You connect it to like a fingernail or a hair follicle. Oh, in that in that way, but the the two things you were just talking about, the silver things, you're holding on to them. The frequency is going yeah. through your hands. It's but not, you it's are not, getting zapped. Well, yes, but if you if oh, you if that's the mode of if that's the mode of application, <laughs> because you have different ways of interacting with the machine, either direct contact by the handles, or by the uh, adhesive pads, which are the two little packages you see on the third row. You see those two, oh, those are adhesive pads. Okay. Like those are like like ten pads. Like you, you've seen that thing that people use for stimulating or treating their muscles, and they call it tens. And they yeah. use these contacts. That's what they are. They are contact pads. Mm -hmm. So instead of using the handles, you would use the pads mm -hmm. uh, inside that little blue box that has a little ghost on it is uh, a sensor it's uh, it's a little clip that you that clips your earlobe and what it does it detects your heart rate so this is what you use when you are want to do a biofeedback session the machine has a function built in that allows you uh, to run the um, holder clark and rife we're able to determine that between 74,000 and 152,000 cycles is where all, all documented pathogens would fall within this range. So what the device does, it exposes the body to all these different frequencies, and by using this sensor that detects your, the, your, your um, heart rate, it's able to detect the reaction because every time the machine generates a frequency of a pathogen or something or some toxin that is present in your body, the heart reacts 
because you it just every time there's a hit, okay, I'm I'm sending you this frequency and your and your body is reacting. Oh yeah, this frequency is hitting this this particular thing. Your birth, your heart rate changes because yes, you do have this frequency in your body. So at the same time that it's detecting this toxin or pathogen or whatever it is, at the same time that it is detecting, yes, it is present in the body, it's also zapping it. So it's detecting and giving you a treatment at the same time. Uh, the process, depending on how much it detects in your body, it takes an hour, and in my case, it ran for one hour and six minutes. In my mom's case, it ran for an hour and 50 minutes. I guess it found more stuff. And, and afterwards, she she felt quite a big change uh, the very next day after she, she woke up. So uh, you, after it's done with that process, it generates a list and you can save it with your name, you know, Dolly's list of biofeedback uh, list or Walters or whatever. So all those frequencies that were detected, you can save them and you can treat yourself later to continue cleaning, you know, detoxing your body from whatever these things are, either toxins or pathogens or, well, something that shouldn't be there to begin with. Uh, the next thing I see is the power supply. The next cable is the USB cable. Uh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. The one that's in the second row, first one on the left, what's that? Is that the power supply? That's that's no no that's the that's the remote module. That's that's where you, it's like a it's like a clip, and it opens up. The the two jaws open up. That's where you put the fingernails. Remember, I told you you have to use those <laughs> the same kind of sticky uh, labels that we used to use for the uh, Shanghai uh, on the Shanghai stickers. Nancy came up with these sticky pads that you would uh, use them to cover the Shanghai paper. And it said, do not remove, so that people would not mistakenly remove their, their Shanghai paper from their stickers. So you use the same kind of pads, and you, and you have to sandwich your fingernails between two pads, and that way you can put the fingernails inside the jaws of this thing. And that's, that's where the DNA material is contained while the devices are operating. Okay, you could probably do the same thing with just tape, correct? Uh, yeah, you can just tape. It's, it's just the labels are so are so. Well, for you, for you wrong. and me, maybe because we've got them, <laughs> but for other people, they may not. So you just need some. Well, tape. they what they is... send you they send you they send you labels with the kit. So oh, they do. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. I guess they thought this out, haven't they? Yeah, they throw a lot of stuff in there. Okay, so then uh, the, the then the the, four, the third one over in the second row, that's the power supply. That no, that's the uh, the signal cable. If you're going to be using either the pads or if you're going to be using the handhelds. Oh, the okay, handhelds. okay, got it, got it. So that's the that. If you notice, I don't know if you can make it out. It's a BNC connector on the end of it. Yeah. That's what plugs in. You generator. I see. Uh, the fourth thing, that's the green thing, is the same thing for the heart rate. Instead of clipping into your earlobe, it, it, you put your fingertip in it. So it's a, it's another avenue for detecting your heartbeat. You, instead of using your ear, you're using your nail, your finger. Uh, in the last row, the 
to the device there. It's um, it's a wrist-held device. It looks like a big, fat, giant watch. And what it is, it's called laser. It has five laser LEDs, uh, and you're supposed to put that on your wrist, on the inside of your wrist. So when it's when it's um, it's blinking at the frequency of the lights. So the the um, the photon energy, the laser photon energy, is been being delivered transdermally into into the into the uh, blood uh, flow through the skin. So uh, and and it also has the what do you call it a BNC connector to connect into to the machine, and then the other device to the right of that is the same. That's the same thing. But you'll notice it has like two little, two pointy things on the end. Those are um, they go in, they go either into your ears or they go into your into your nostrils. So you're so you're delivering the frequencies into the uh, into the blood flow that it's in those capillaries. So I did it for my mother for her deafness, and it actually corrected her more than fifty percent. So she she got sold on it. <laughs> okay, so um, so the frequencies are coming through those, or those are monitors you just talked about. All of those are monitors. No, it, no the 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 two the the bottom the uh, the third the second item in the bottom row is so, just an elastic and in case you need to put the device in a part of the body that's bigger. Like if you're going to put that somewhere on your leg, it's 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 bigger than your wrist. So the uh, that elastic is just an extension. Okay, but, uh, but, but the, the laser the laser light now has got the frequency and it's just doing it directly through your skin into your blood. Yes, uh-huh. correct. No, but this is for getting rid of some kind of parasitic stuff. Well, it it it, it like again, it depends on what it is that you're treating. Uh, if you, if you, for example, let's say I wanted to treat myself to the frequency sets to correct blood pressure, um, because let's say I believe I have a high blood pressure and I want to correct it. They do have frequency sets to correct that. And this is ideal for that because it's, it's going to the skin it's going straight into the bloodstream. So it's affecting that. So that, so that's a better contact point than using the. Uh, what are you uh, using the pads or using the handles? The pads so and the handles will work. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's just that these are different delivery methods, and some so are better than others. Do the That's wrist it. and that white thing? Do they poke into you like needles? No, no. It's just contact. How do they get the, to the blood? Because it's laser light. It, it shines through your your dermis. Oh my god. You know how they take the laser and they look through the jungle to see the Mayan cities, Dolly? Yes. That's what that does. It goes past. Oh, okay. And you don't feel anything. Uh, My mother felt like kind of a warmth, but I didn't feel any any warmth. So I guess she's far more sensitive than me. It's not uncomfortable at all. It's just waiting, waiting for it to finish the frequency sets. Okay, now let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Because when I was reading the information on the website, 
it seemed to me that they were focused on pathogens versus the fact that you can increase hearing. Now, how did your mother, tell me what happened with, so that your mother had the hearing uh, improved? Well, I went into the, into the software and I did it. I went into the search database I, and I found that there was a frequency set for deafness. I loaded up into the, first I looked for the uh, cold laser presets and then I loaded the frequencies for deafness and then just set it to run and wait until it's done running however long it depends depends on the frequency set some some things are so basic that they only have like one frequency for that runs three minutes others are huge and they'll have frequencies and that that runs for an hour because there's so many of them uh, it all depends on what the frequency is that set that you're running and, and so they, you have so, to sit there the whole time? No, you can lie down if you go to your easy chair or your recliner. But you have you to be just, in contact with the machine. Exactly, unless you're using the remote. That The remote is when you're not in contact with the machine. Oh. And you're using the fingernails. Exactly. Uh. So, um, so... Because there's more than just pathogens they're going after. Give me some other things that you saw when you were going through the manual or the. Uh, well, for example, there was, um, uh, for example, uh, it was the title of these are called uh, alpha rhythms. I don't know if it, it's it treating specific alpha rhythms in the brain, but. They had uh, alpha rhythms for different things, like to achieve a state of complete relaxation, to uh, uh, stimulate uh, greater physical strength. There were all these things, and I thought, wow, this this exists. That that's impressive. Um, which which is another one. Uh, for example, I tried it once, but I I didn't detect any change. That's that's one of the things that there's there is no risk to trying frequency sets because like. If you follow the principles of life, if you give yourself frequencies for which you don't have any condition, you're not going to experience anything. You're not going to, uh, if you don't have, let's say, um, let's say there's a bug that gives you headaches and you don't have it and you give yourself those frequencies. No, you're not going to get a headache because you don't have that bug. So <laughs> there is no problem in running and trying out frequencies for which you don't have a problem. So like, for example, in my case, I was never told in the hospital that I that I had a stroke. They kind of intimated, but they never said, this is what happened to you, ABC, never, never, never. In fact, even the doctor said when they, I don't know what test they did on me because my mom's the one that was awake, not me, uh, that they were kind of surprised, like in a couple of hours, whatever it was that they were detecting got cleared up. So anyway, uh, I every, no matter how many times I ask with my pendulum if I had a stroke condition, it keeps saying no, no, no. So I, I just, for the heck of it, I tried running stroke frequencies and uh, uh, no, nothing. I didn't experience anything. No, no discomfort, no nothing, no progression, no, no change. There was nothing, uh, the, the only thing that, I did experience change is I think I told you in the other show um, 
when I doused my subtle bodies, there was 11% damage in my etheric body and 9% damage in my universal etheric body. So for that, I composed my own sound clip and I run it for the amount of time that the pendulum told me. And lately when I douse myself, that has been corrected and it has, I remember <laughs> I told Dali, okay, now that the numbness is over, it's being replaced by, and Dali guessed correctly, pain. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all very comical. Laugh, people, please laugh. <laughs> I understand that pain thing, yes. <laughs> yeah. So the frequencies for stroke did nothing because obviously that's not the condition that I had gone through. Did uh, you ask it outright what condition what did I have happen to me? Well, the, unfortunately, the pendulum won't answer that because I, it's yes or no. You, but oh, you have to, that's why you oh, have to I develop see. your intuition to ask the right question. Yeah. Did I have this? Did I have that? And, and then you get yours. Yes, no. Yes, no. If I if I had my uh, if I could be like Dolly and be able to speak to my uh, posse, but then even then. Sometimes you ask questions and they don't know. Yes. Hello. Okay. (laughs) Uh, All right. Now, my question also is um, because I'm I'm going to at least buy the Spooky 2 portable starter kit, the one we've been looking at. Does Mm -hmm. that also get rid of bugs? How? (laughs) Bugs like roaches? Yeah, because I saw that someplace. Get rid of bugs. When I was going through all that stuff, I was going through it rather rapidly trying to figure out, you know, I go through things fast to find out what's there, and then I go back and look at it. But I said, I got to look I at know, that. I know you'll get rid of microparasites, microparasites. Like fleas? Bacteria. Like fleas? Have we found the flea remedy? <laughs> well, I don't know that, fleas. but I know micro microparasites are in your bloodstream. Oh my gosh. Okay, because so they, so they... forget that. I want to know about the fleas. So if we get, <laughs> if I catch a flea and put it in one of those sticky things, can I send it to you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for mine to get here. I'm going to try it. I'm going to get rid I, of those I fleas. It, I saw that it worked on uh, the on my mother's uh, aripacellus, that bacteria on the legs which is completely gone. That was done remotely. That, there was no physical contact. That was all remote thing, and it and it cleared her legs of that bacteria. So well, why would when why why wouldn't it work with the fleas? I don't know. But Nancy, what if it what if it does the opposite? What if it heals all the fleas in the world? <laughs> <laughs> they you're are you're, you're just like Jan Gene Rockefeller. You come in and you <laughs> bust up my. Hey, listen, we're running out of time, Walt. I want you to explain that coupon code that you gave me how does that work do you have to put in somebody's name specifically because what i read was that i get a certain percentage off on the 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 buy but you get a certain percentage because you sent that to me and then i reacted to it is that what that is i thought unless i i misread it i thought it was uh the referral feed that I would get would be like 3% of what you spend or something like that? I may not have read it right. Um, 
let me pull it up here. It, it was like a, refer, a referral. So if you buy it because I referred you, I get 3% or something. Okay. But do they, do you, does it, it was weird. I wasn't sure what, what it was really telling me. And it came from Spooky, right? Why can't I yes. find this thing? And I sent you the link to that page in your phone, in case you lost it. <laughs> no, maybe uh, that's today. Maybe it's... I'm sorry, people out there. Um, yes, here it is. Okay, so it says, Hi, I've been using Spooky2 recently. I thought you would like their products too. Their sales website is, and they give an e, uh, uh, spooky two mail com. You will get a three percent discount on your first order. This Duke discount coupon is only for the purchase of spooky two new user kits. The discount coupon will expire after four weeks. Use this coupon code to claim your credit. So it says nothing about a referral to you. Because you're you're not referring anybody, but in my case, in, no, the, in I'm the other saying, page I know, but, that's but, set up for me to refer people, I am to, I'm told that I get three percent. Okay, but th that's what I'm saying. Referral. You get a referral for three percent, and I get three percent discount on my order. Correct. Okay, I wonder if this would applies to anybody. Could you give this to more than one person? Sure. Why not? I don't know. I only work. gave it to two people because I only know two. And it people. was it was a, it was a, it was the same code. Well, do the referrals have to buy the equipment in order for you to get the discount? Well, yes. Well, what? Of course, <laughs> and you're not limited to. You can buy the smallest, cheapest thing, or whichever. It doesn't matter, as long as you buy something. Okay, so are you okay with me putting this reference, this coupon code, in your? In the chat room? Sure, why not? I don't know. I'm just asking you. I don't want to do anything. I guess no. I, when you when you make the purchase, I guess they'll ask, You'll ask you for, for this the code. email of whoever oh, referred well, you. That I don't didn't know. Work. I don't that because didn't I've work. never used. I've never referred to anybody. Uh, I've never bought something to which I was referred. When I learned of this, nobody referred me. I just learned about it. I'm trying to get it into the thing here. Okay, there it is. So that's the coupon code. And if you're going to buy, because I know some of our people were asking about, you know, they're interested in it, um, use that coupon code, and theoretically you'll get 3% off your price, and he will get 3% in referral fee. And um, it's only good. Now, I'll... I'll I'll put this down in the uh, in the discussion. Uh, and if you wanted to look at the pictures, I forgot to say this in the beginning. You go over to the pod. Well, you go to archives, look up the show, and you can click on show notes, and it'll take you to the show notes in the podcast. Or go to the podcast, look up this show for this week, and when you open it up, it will give you a link to the photo. Okay, and that goes back to the archives. I know it's kind of confusing, but once you get used to it, it works, and I don't have to do it, you know, two times. <laughs> 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 two, 
two times more than the four times I do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, anyway, um, okay, so let's quickly let just go back to our pictures there because I wanted you to, well, what do we got? Well, we only got four minutes. Okay, so you can go to the one that's you can get two of each. Why would you get two of each for 516? Uh, uh, where are you looking at? I'm looking at the bottom of the right side. Because uh, because many people, there are people where they have one generator running something and they have another generator running something else. Okay, that's whether enough. Whether it's that's enough. Uh, for different okay, because go. they're creating different subjects <laughs> okay. or because they're giving themselves different, for the same person, you're giving them different treatments. Okay, uh, so number three, number three, why would you get yeah. this this one? I'm sorry? Number three, the on the left-hand side, number three. Okay, that is it's a uh, very useful. If I could afford it, I would have gotten this one because what happens is this generator is a much higher frequency generator, and what it does, the, whereas the other one uses a fingernail as a witness in order to treat it, this thing goes a step further. This one is able to do that feedback sequence that I was describing to you with the sensor that uses your heartbeat. This one is able to do that, but instead of instead of being in contact with the person, you're putting a sample of DNA, uh, but active DNA, like a blood, uh, like a, a drop of blood or uh, saliva, or it, it's uh, that, or like um, if you can get, I guess, uh, ear wax. It's it's that living a living sample. It's a called a, um, a digitizer. It's a, called a sample digitizer. So instead of being connected to instead of having the person connected to the device and doing the feedback thing where you have to wait like I said an hour on my mother's case it was an hour and 50 minutes this thing is doing it through a sample of the DNA from that person like that person's saliva so the person doesn't even have to be touching the machine in order to get this this um, uh, feedback study Okay, so we, it's, it's, we, we, we essentially have run out of time, so on Tuesday we'll talk about the, the other two that are there and uh, okay. continue this conversation. I thank you both. You want to say good night? Good night, everybody. Thank you for having me, and uh, I hope you get a, have a fun, a fun night and a much better t- tomorrow. <laughs> good night, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening for those who just listened. Say that again, Deli. What did you just say? <laughs> I said good night, everybody. Thank you to those who are in the chat room. Oh, okay. Listening okay, and it. chatting, and thank you for the listeners. I got it. I got it. Okay. Sorry, Pre- I could I couldn't do my teeth anymore. Appreciate you very much out there in Radio Land, and we'll see you next time. Be safe. Say what? Say what radio show with no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>